Get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back, episode three twenty eight of the What Up Though podcast. Yeah, man, back on, uh, back again, ready to uh... consecutive episodes. <laughs> yeah, back again, ready to, ready to not answer more voicemails. Right, right. right. This is <laughs> this is the we're not answering Baylor's emails this week. No, we actually we, we are we are we appreciate you. Um, that would be cold though if I said that and then we actually didn't do it. Right, just start going off a tangent. Like, all right, we'll see you next week, Baylor. We go get to you, man. Sorry, we really go get to you, doc. Motherfucker, say fuck us. He just go stop sending shit. Or he might just send more just to fuck with us and shit. Um, then I'll read Chaffee's and we'll play Chaffee's and I is. Right, right. And then play, no, that would be the total insult. Man. <laughs> I feel like that nigga want to pull up on some shit like that. Like, I got to send y'all 12 fucking emails and Chaffee, the, 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 the other guy sends it and now y'all want to answer and shit. Right, this, like these niggas did the podcast version of leaving me on red. <laughs> That's exactly that what it is. I was about to say, man, you know, and I was, I, what I was going to say is like, yeah, they, they didn't not listen to beta. Uh, we we didn't play beta, but then we played a white man. But Chaffee ain't white though. He's like, <laughs> is he? He's Hispanic, he's Mexican. He's Mexican. He's Mexican. Yeah. Okay, all right. So yeah, well, he's kind of yeah. like us. So yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's just a little little light skinned hell. So. Um, <laughs> Before we we get get through it, I want to acknowledge. Now I don't know if I got acknowledge it by name, but after um, we did the podcast last week, I had like three folks hit me up, um, you know, telling me about good luck about my whole job shit. So that was pretty cool. Oh yeah, that's cool. Um, I guess it just shows that you know we actually have like three people, four people. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, actually, or maybe, or maybe we. <laughs> Maybe we got 10 people who listen and six don't give a fuck about it. Six don't give a fuck. Like, like fuck you in your job. Yeah, nigga. fuck that nigga. <laughs> He'd be all right. Yeah, we had a comment. We had a comment on the uh SoundCloud page, and then uh that was uh uh Ryan. Uh and then Delvin it shot me a text. Um and then uh Kim from a uh work. Hard travel well. She yep. shot me a DM. Oh, um, so yeah, so appreciate that. Uh to quick update. Uh so I'm not in my feelings anymore. Um <laughs> it took about three days. Uh and I actually had an interview today that I thought went really well. Um, but to the point you were making in the chat, sometimes shit go really well and it still don't happen, and you don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> yeah. And that's um, the worst too. Bruh, it's 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 horrible, dog. Like I like for a while I just kept I just stopped mentioning about shit about my interviews because I was having them and it just wasn't working out and shit. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna put it in the air. But you know, um this one was uh pretty cool, which was interesting. I was talking to my homeboys about it, and he was kind of explaining why he thought it was still a good thing. Um, like I had a f- I had an initial conversation about the job with a, a recruiter. And then I had a phone interview uh, that Monday, last Monday. That's the one I did in my my car when I was at work. And then 
uh damn Atlanta just don't want to win. Um and then uh <laughs> uh Good, I, got, I don't want I got, them to either. Right. I got let go that Thursday. That Friday, right after we had recorded, I guess that Friday, I got an email from that gig saying I was had an interview. So um interview was today. Went really good. It was it was kind of interesting because it was this is the first time I really had an interview where they didn't focus on the actual skills that I can bring and more so those like situationals. What would you do in this type of situation and shit like that? Hmm. Like I woke up this morning, so I had to be out there like so it was in Royal Oak. I had to be out there at like uh um like nine o'clock. So I'm out there like eight thirty, just um and well, actually, let me backtrack. Uh, I got up early, like 6, 6.30, took a shower, and I'm sitting there. I started stressing about, like, shit they may ask me, like, work-wise. So I, and I couldn't remember some, like, certain terms. So I'm on, like, YouTube trying to figure all that shit out. Mm-hmm. I do that, and then, so, get to the interview. And they don't ask me, like, work shit at all. It's all like, what do you do in this situation? What do you do in this situation? How would you deal with this? How you deal with that? And I was thinking like, well, fuck, are y'all going to ask you about the actual work? And so it went well, though. I feel like I answered all their questions really, really well. Like they, like every time I would answer a question, you know, in that situation, they would really respond like, you know, that's a great. It was like Delvin. Good answer. Good answer. Great answer. <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? I had like three Delvins in front of me and shit. <laughs> and, you know, so I was telling my homeboys, I was like, you know, it's just weird that, you know, they didn't ask me a lot of work shit, you know, and he was saying how it's not a bad thing because they feel like you can do the job and then whatever you can't do, they can show you that, but they want to make sure you fit their culture. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that makes a lot more sense. It made me feel better about it because I just left like, these motherfuckers didn't ask me a lot of work shit at all, but if they feel like I could do it or they feel like I could learn it, you know, um, I just fit as long as I fit, you know, the culture of of them. And so, and it seemed really laid back, a lot more laid back than I, you know, had previous gigs. Like they were dressed like really down and I'm not really used to places really being like dressed down. Um, oh yeah, nigga, Atlanta is gone. Uh, Bad dog. I'm sitting over here like <laughs> swallowing cheers, nigga, like my nigga Tatum. I'm like, yeah, nigga, let's go. Yeah, Atlanta, <laughs> Atlanta's, Atlanta's done. They're done. Um, <clears throat> Choking down to the cheers. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> the, the, yeah, these niggas are done. Um, yeah, so the you know, like I had like a blazer on, sweater, you know, what I'm saying button up and shit. You know, just for me, it's typical <clears throat> interview attire. And and you know, so I get there, my man has like one of those. You ever see like the D Ray vest? <laughs> yeah, he, he has like what it wasn't blue. It was like like brown or something he got jeans yeah. on and like, like a, bu- or a bubble vest yeah yeah but like a thin one and shit you know yeah. like a you know a fashionable vest or whatever and he has like jeans on and gym shoes like the one other guy had on jeans and a hoodie the girl had like you know random shirt but you know jeans on and shit and so i was telling i was telling my wife and she was like, well, I, she's like, well, why they didn't dress up? I'm like, well, why would they dress up? Why would they just, they should probably come in like they are at work. You know, what's the reason for them to dress up? Like, they don't have to impress me. I'm the one trying <laughs> to get the fucking job. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> right. So, I, and I, so I was telling my home, one of my homeboys, and he was saying how, you know, that just shows that the, 
that just shows what they are. You know what I'm saying? It's no reason for them to dress. You know, honestly, I don't feel like I should dress up because no. like, why, why would I be dressing up? And I'm not even, this is not even shit I'm gonna be wearing at a job, you know, but I just do it because it is a good look, but I'm just, I, rather, I mean, I do it, but I still feel like I shouldn't have to, but I do it anyway. Um, but yeah, so but it, yeah, it was just interesting, man. It was just a, a different approach. Um, from an employee that I never had. And so I thought that was pretty interesting, but I was a little rest. I was kind of, you know, reassured that, you know, that's a good thing. You know, they, at that point, they don't really, they care more about me fitting in, in the company versus what I can bring. Cause they, I, maybe they've already figured out that I can bring, you know, shit to the table or whatever. Right. So, um, so oh, it yeah, was, I mean, it was, that's it what was, it sounds it like cool. to me. Yeah. I, 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 this is probably the most confident I think I felt in the interview. Um, and just, you know, getting tips from friends over the years of just how to do it, you know, because I've always been super stressed, nervous, stuttering, you know, and shit like that. And and I guess, you know, having a, a, a decent cushion of like a month or so to figure out a gig makes me feel a little better about it. You know, if I don't get it, I can, you know, I still got a month to figure it out before I'm not getting paid and shit, you know, because <laughs> I mean, that's really the motive. Like I need to be right. able to get paid before I run out of work funds and shit, you know, so I won't be tight, tight, you know? So, so yeah, man, hopefully I'll, I'm, a, I'm actually going to send a follow-up uh, email tomorrow and then hopefully I'll find, I know they were doing more interviews um, because they actually gave me like four days to do interviews and they were doing interviews next week. So I don't know if they're still going to do interviews next week and or, you know, whatever. So we'll see. So a couple of thoughts on the interview thing, because um, now just having been at my job at the time, the, the amount of time I've been there and the positions that I've been in, I have now been on the other side of the table. Right. I've been on the I'm I'm the interviewer side. So I've been I've been on that side a, a significant amount of times at this point. And so now I have the unique perspective of being on both sides. And when you talked about dressing up, for instance, like I never gave a fuck if somebody was dressed up per se for an interview. I just cared if they like if they came in looking like regular, regular, then it, it then it looked like, OK, well, did you even give a fuck? Like, <laughs> like, did right. you, like, do you even care? <laughs> like that? That was a thing that I would be like, OK, but most of the time it's like people would come in dressed like somewhere between like casual to business casual or something like that. You know, uh, very rarely did I ever see any, very rarely did what they were wearing really factor in. And then the second thing that you said, you said you're going to send a follow-up email tomorrow. What yeah. were you going to say in that? Uh, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, I, you know, pleasure to meet you in person and your team, you know, okay, but then yeah. after yeah, it was that re real general. I didn't. Yeah, really... general, okay, general shit. But okay, yeah, I, I was just making sure it wasn't like, like follow up. Like, hey, have you decided yet? Right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, because I was gonna say, please don't send that. Yeah, email. yeah, yeah. No, 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 not, <laughs> but, no, not, not, no, definitely wasn't gonna send but, that. Uh, okay, so I was hoping it wasn't. I assumed it was what you said, but I just wanted to make sure. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I appreciate so, it though. I appreciate the, it. Well, the point, I, well, the point I was gonna make is that anytime someone did that, they I almost always was a yes to them. Mm -hmm. and like unless they were like shitty in the interview, which never happened because people who are shitty in interviews don't think to do that. Right. So like the people who do that also did at least good in the interview. And when in, whenever anybody did that, that held a lot of weight with me. Like I was like, OK, this person like it's the opposite of the person who who didn't dress up. 
the I mean, who, the person who dressed shitty. And I was like, do you even give a fuck? The person who sends the follow-up email, I'm like, this person gives an extra fuck. So I'm like, if I got two people who both did good in the interviews and I like them both, but the per uh, one of these people gives an extra fuck, I'm Right, that's the tiebreaker and shit. Yes, know. so like always do the fucking follow-up, dog, because that might be what's, what sets you apart from somebody who's just like you in the interview. And be like, oh, well, Otis sent the fucking... Uh, you know, thank you email. Like it seemed dumb and insignificant, but like that shit always stood out to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That shit, I'm just learning. You know, I've been learning lately. You know about just follow ups and shit. Shit, I didn't feel like doing. Like one thing I haven't been doing, and I've been wanting to do more, is actually do a cover letter. Mm-hmm. Um, because I realized that's the extra thing that can help, and it was a lot of it just me being lazy and yeah. saying I don't want to do a cover letter. But you know, if this doesn't go well, um. I'm going to start doing cover letters and, you know, just, you know, explaining more, you know, just, I think, you know, more is better. Uh, and just to set me apart from, you know, anybody else and stuff. So, you know, I mean, hell, you know, just great to be realizing this shit, 40 fucking three year olds in life and shit, you know, uh, but you know, I guess it's never too late to do, to figure shit out, you know? (laughs) Right. And and, and that's actually kind of like the third point I wanted to make that I forgot about where you were talking about interviewing is that I think there's also like an added bonus of the fact that at our age, we have just been around and been in the workforce long enough and been adults long enough and just been living adult lives long enough that I think those situations, we're bound to uh, just perform better in them than say you're fresh out of college, 25 year old. Like that, per- right, like you're going right. to have some of them people who are going to come out of college and they're going to be all like aggressive, not aggressive, but like go get them. Like they're going to have that energy and they're just going to be that, that kind of person that everyone's going to want to fucking hire. But a lot of those people are going to be unaccustomed to being in interviews. They're going to be bumbling. They're going to not know what the fuck's going on. And then you're going to have somebody like yourself who's going to come in there, who's been through it a whole bunch of times, who's got a whole bunch of experience. And it's it's going to be a lot who's it's going to flow a lot better for you. You know, some fucking person right out of college gets hit with a bunch of what would you do in this situation fucking questions. I hated that when I was uh, a <laughs> when I was a fucking oh, I totally hated uh, it. Then. I something totally hated that shit. Now I can answer all of them because I know right exactly. And, you yeah, know it, what I'm uh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like I would cook in that fucking situation now, dog. Like I've been through, I've had so many experiences throughout my career. Like what kind of I can't even imagine a situation that they could ask me that's that's where I haven't already dealt with something worse. Like, like, right. I don't, like there's nothing they can add. Like, I don't envision them asking me something worse than the worst situation I've already dealt with, which is I had to essentially talk somebody out of killing themselves at work. <laughs> like, like not, at, not doing it at work, but like I had to like, they were in a situation where they, they were really kind of like breaking down and they were talking like that. And it was like, okay, I got to handle this situation. But like all that to say, like there's nothing that they can ask me in an interview. Like, what would you do situation where I'm going to be like, Oh, uh, 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 <laughs> like, like, okay. I handled somebody who was talking about killing themselves. Like you ask me, what would I do if somebody gave me the wrong change or some shit? Like, <laughs> fuck right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. At, at this point, you just, you know, all of the answers, you know, you just know the situation. And it, and, it, and I, I think a lot of it comes in, you know, ties into like just situational awareness, you know, you, even if you don't really fully agree, you know, the answers, to give 
Exactly. You know, you know the crowd exactly. pleasers and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> right. You know, like, what do you do if someone's taking pencils? Okay, I'll tell the manager. I, really? I don't give a fuck, but whatever. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to hear me say I don't give a fuck. You want to hear me say we're going to alert the authorities or whatever the fuck you want to hear. You know what I'm saying? Right. Do I give yeah. a fuck a motherfucker taking pens? No, I do not give a fuck. Take all the pens you want, nigga. But, you know what I'm saying? Do I, do I care? No. But I know you want to hear tell the tell the, the, the leaders and shit. You know? Right. Um. So, yeah, it's crazy shit. Yep, exactly. That that's another part. Yes, we know what they we know what they want to hear, and that's another reason why I feel like I cook it an interview because because I've been on the other side, so I know what I would have wanted to hear. <laughs> so, that's like, actually know, key. Yeah, that's actually you know knowing the shit you want to hear. You know, what I'm saying? yes, and I like uh-huh. I know like the basis behind the questions, so it's like it's not just do I know the answer to the question. It's I know what information they're trying to attain by asking this question. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. <laughs> like yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's an added bonus of, of knowledge. So I'm just like, eh, yeah, light work. But like I said, that, that comes with our age and our experience. And I just feel like that's a situation where we get into that level and you have the experience that you have in your field. You could come in like you already got the experience. Like I already got the experience. Why are we even talking? Like, you know, like, like let's let's hash out the details. And speaking of which, have they? Do you know what salary you would be getting, or is that something you're going to find out later? Has there been a negotiation? No, I haven't. It hasn't been a negotiation. Um, I told initially what my range was. Okay, so I'm waiting to find out. So, but it was it was weird because I didn't know, and I kind of thought about after the fact. It's one of those hindsight things. I didn't know if they were making the decisions on that. And so the three people that I actually interviewed within this panel and shit. So, but it's, but it's just a weird culture where, where pay is not like openly discussed. That's it's such culture, a fucking man. weird it's so culture. Stupid. It's so stupid. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I didn't mention it in that conversation. I was going to actually mention it uh, with the talent agent that contacted me because that's the person I actually kind of actually talked about pay with. But that's the thing. It's weird. I just understand, you know, the whole weird, the weirdness with that shit, you know, it's just super fucking like weird. I was going to say taboo, but I don't know if that's, I'm using it in the right context. Like the, the, what makes it so fucking shitty is that uh, like corporate managers and shit like that, when employees are saying complaining about pay, they always just write it off like eh, fuck it, whatever. Everybody's always complaining, going to complain about pay, which is true. Everyone is always going to complain about pay, but like they don't ever really take it seriously. If they actually were uh, transparent with how pay worked, people will probably complain, complain less, but they can't be transparent because they know they're being shady. Like the, the secrecy implies like deception like there's, oh, like, there's no other absolutely. reason other there's no reason to not be open with pay if you if you're if you're doing everything fairly and so if you're not doing everything fairly you're going to be secretive and like I, I that's a culture that just exists there and like i, I want to say i don't understand it I, obviously i do understand it but i think it's just like it's just fucked up and i feel like it's it's i feel like it's an unnecessary error like, I feel like being fair with pay is not, like, at a cost to you. Like, because no, you could still, no. like, pay people, like, certain wages. Like, if you have a company and you want your entry-level wage to be $15 an hour, you could still you could still do that and, 
you know, tear your shit off however you want to tear it. You do this job at 17. You do this job at 20 an hour, whatever the case may be. And you could be transparent with that. Like, and I don't feel like that's too damaging to a company, but they want to be all like, yeah, we want to be able to pay this nigga this one amount. We want to pay a nigga to do the same job a different amount because it's a woman. Or we want to, you know, we want to pay the white man this amount. We want to pay the black man this amount. Or we want to pay the nigga that we like this amount. Like, so they want to do shady shit. And that's the only reason that they're not transparent because they can't be. <laughs> and like that, I feel like, like, I want to say, why doesn't anyone hold them accountable? But we're talking about corporate executives. Like, yeah. And this is, it, it, this is fucking, <laughs> uh, century, uh, decades and generations and generations of, of people not wanting people to know what they make and shit. It's all deceitful. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, you know, if you're paying people the wages they, they, they should be making, there's no reason to be so, so fucking deceitful about hiding that shit, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, it's always every job I've worked at. It's always been this weird thing. We don't want, they don't want people to talk. And the thing is, it's not illegal. They just shun on it. They just mm -hmm. shun. You wanted to do it. You could fully say it, but then you fuck around and get axed and shit from and being a, uh, a at will employee. And you like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, fucking sit, you know, uh, take you out and shit because you know you're, you're not doing what you know the the you know everybody else has done um and just 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 history of work speaking of and i'll transition after that so we can stop talking about me and my work roles uh i was listening to uh this american life this uh and it actually well i don't know if it's the recent one or not but it was the episode where they were talking about a previous um uh twitter employee um, his name is what did I call him? Yoel. <laughs> he said, "No, that's his. No, said, Yoel is his actual Yoel. name. No, yeah, his actual name is. <laughs> you Yoel. said his name was. Is his name you all or y'all? I'm like one. Yeah. That's the same thing, pretty much. <laughs> one is just the contraction. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> two, right, right. I want his name that. <laughs> but uh, Joe, Yoel, because I, I knew it was. I knew it wasn't. I knew it, was, it started with a J, but it wasn't as pronounced J, you know so but yeah uh yoel um i believe it's yoel at least uh, he's not gonna listen so it doesn't matter <laughs> but anyway he was a former higher up in, yoel is somewhere like oh no <laughs> i love the podcast right right right, right. you you bastard oh no uh, otis <laughs> <laughs> but he was uh Ay, Dios <laughs> he was he had um he was higher up in um in Twitter when uh Elon took over and you know he was uh he, he initially he kind of thought that Elon was gonna you know really be good for the company, he thought he had a good personality, blah blah blah. But when they started rolling out the well, actually I, I take a step back, he was a part of the team that started censoring Trump. So you know, at the time, they didn't want to just like ban him and shit like that. So remember when they started doing those like uh, links on the bottom of Twitter, uh, uh, Trump's pages, like basically the fact checker, fact checker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that little thing to be on all of Trump's tweets that was like yeah. this nigga lying. Right. So that was their thing <laughs> of getting around. Thing. Yeah, exactly. There was a he was a part of that team who was doing that. And so they were doing that for a while. And then it came to a point where they had to actually ban him. And they were just talking about how, you know, just the process of it, you know, like just in the technical side, wasn't that easy because he, you know, he had like millions of followers and all that shit. And then 
it uh you know start talking about elon taking over and you know elon wanting to you know take all of the blue checks but then have people pay for blue checks and then you know talking about how you know all of the fake pages become up and shit like that and so he was warning you know uh elon like yo this shit is just not gonna work you know and and elon wanted to do like a have a day to be able to verify someone if they were that person or not and he wanted apple like for people who paid for like a blue check he wanted apple to give them the credit card information of people so if they were impersonator they would know it and of course apple was like fuck y'all niggas (laughs) And so that didn't happen. And so, you know, he wanted to do this verification. <laughs> hey, Apple, like, do you want to just end your company? <laughs> you just, you just no, want to end fast. it all? Like, nah, we're, we're, we're fast. <laughs> we know we're not doing that. Uh, and so he was, you know, trying to explain to Elon, like, you know, Elon wanted like a day turnover on, you know, verifying someone. And he's like, no, this is not going to work. So at some point he was like, you know what? I don't want to go down on this sinking ship. I don't want to, you know, break any laws, all that shit. So Elon and them had a some kind of like town hall meeting or something. And he felt that was his best time to quit before, you know, Elon knew because he was kind of close up with Elon. He had finally met him for the first time. And so he sent his resignation during this meeting. And it was just a one line. I can't do the job you want me to do. I'm, I'm out of here that day. And he sent that. And by the time he said he drove from the the building to like, you know, four miles away, the news was everywhere that he had quit and shit. And so Elon did a, a a tweet about him and it wasn't fully knocking him, but it was. And it was just showing the energy and uh, the influence that it had to the point where he had to go in his husband. He's a gay man. He had to go in hiding because of all of the threats and shit he was getting just because of, just because he went against Twitter and went against Elon and shit. And that shit just... As much as I enjoyed my time on Twitter, that really made me reconsider shit. Like, I'm not as active as I used to. I don't like it as much as I used to. And that shit just made it just made me feel some kind of way that, you know, he can use his influence for because a motherfucker don't want to work for him. You know, and I just I just felt I was just I listened to it on I was running errands today and listened to it like, man, Elon a whole ass nigga, dog. Like that shit really <laughs> pissed me off, dog. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was uh I was talking about something similar in one of the videos I posted on one mic today. Um on today's well, it was technically last night's uh episode of Dave on FX, there was a scene where he was like bonding with a fan and you know, him and the fan were getting along or whatever. And the fans like, yeah, you know, I got, th- I had this TikTok page where I used to be doing these dances, but people wasn't really on it. And Dave was like, Oh, well, for real, give me the link. I'll tweet it out. And it was like a quick little thing. And it, it didn't end up playing out that way, but like just that quick little kind of like one-off comment, it just made me think about how somebody with his power and influence, like if you just it's like something like that for him, that would take him, 15 seconds to type out a tweet and send it could have changed that girl's life. Like if, if even just Lil Dicky, if Lil Dicky himself actually tweeted like my fucking YouTube page, it was like, yo, I just watched this guy's uh, review of my show and it was fucking dope. Like I like this guy's shit. It would change my fucking life, dude. Like, like uh, all other rappers would see it. TV people would see it. Uh, all of his followers would see it. My page would get flooded with, uh, with views if people liked it it could change it could change my life it is 15 seconds of of nothing for him just tweeting out 
hey, check this, check out this link. It's nothing for him. Changes my life. Mm-hmm. And he was going to do that in the show for that girl. Change her life by tweeting out her TikTok. And this nigga Eli used the same goddamn power to ruin somebody's life. And yes, Ruined, uh... that makes him a whole ass nigga. That makes him a bitch ass nigga. All kinds of shit. Because like, man, if like if it was me and I had that ability, like if I was a famous nigga and, and I had that ability, man, I would be tweeting out everybody's shit. Dog. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, yo, Check out my nigga Baylor's fucking podcast, yo. Check out, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Check out my cigar group and shit, man. Me and my man, oh, tagging everybody, me at Angry Detroiter. Got this fucking cigar shit, man. We be on that. I'll be tweeting out everybody's shit, random motherfuckers, like, yo, I really fuck with you. I got this thing. Fuck it. I'll retweet it. Like, who cares? It's because, nothing be- for me. Because it costs, it costs you nothing and it gives them everything. Exactly, dog. Like, I don't even care if this nigga shit trash, dog. Like, I'll retweet it, man. Somebody might find it and like it. Who knows? Who gives a fuck? It's not going to ruin me to retweet this nigga shit. And so, like, I would be, if it was me, I would be putting, so I would be giving so many niggas the opportunity, dog. Like, I'll be retweeting everybody's shit. And he got all the fucking power in the world owning goddamn Twitter. He used that shit to ruin a nigga, dog. Like, he a uh, man, your whole bitch. Yeah, a <laughs> whole ass bitch, man. It, and it just, it just, I, I mean, I don't know if I had a, any respect level for Eli anyway, but that totally lowered it. You know, saying just hearing about how you know fucked up he did, like he did something to the point where he had looked up an old tweet that he did, like in 2012 or 13, and he had, I guess the Yoel, he had wrote something, and I can't, I can't remember. It was, I wish I could, but it was, it was basically Eli suggested that he was condoning child pornography and it was the total opposite of it, but it didn't matter to people because they don't read shit. And so they just go with what the fuck he says. And now this man got death threats for him and his husband. He got to go into hiding and shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just trash, dog. Just fucking trash, dude. And you already know that people with fuck who fuck with Elon are already going to be opposed to the nigga just off the strength of him being gay. Yeah, absolutely. And, and absolutely. if you tweet something that apply, implies that he has anything to do with any kind of children, it probably feeds into what his fans already think. They probably mm-hmm. think gay people are fucking perverts and do it all kinds of shit. So they're probably ready, ready and willing to believe it. And again, he knows that and did it anyway. Yeah, that's just it's just it was just trash as fuck, dog. So I was just like, yeah, I mean. As much as I really enjoyed it, that just made me reevaluate shit. Like, man, fuck that nigga. And it was funny, the guy at Yoel, he it, it was just coincidental. They were somebody, yeah, he left the, you know, he when he's left the, the Twitter uh um parking lot and he's driving, and then uh, the commentator comes up, yeah, and he and he's talked about how he's coincidentally has had a Tesla and he's been trying to get rid of it, but they won't answer the phone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like he has a lease or whatever. Uh, but yeah. I was just like, wow, yeah, fuck Elon, dude. Like, you really, motherfucker, don't want to work with you because you, you're doing, you're making bad decisions, and you still want to bury them. You know, what I'm saying, being all passive and shit, just using your influence for bad. You know, it's um, so. total fucking scumbag. Yeah, scum ass, scum ass bag, nigga. So, um, here's what I wanted to do. Okay. Like, I have, uh, I'm sorry, y'all who don't care, but I have like a burning desire to talk some, talk a little bit of basketball right now. And I mm-hmm. see the Baylor Center NBA, uh, uh, one of his voicemails is subject NBA talk. So I already have an itch that needs scratching. <laughs> so let's play, uh, Baylor's, 
uh, NBA talk email. If you need me to tell you the file name number, um, no, I don't know I how think I got it. that one. No, I, I got the email. I have the email up as well. So I think okay. that one is the uh, 1435. Yep. 29. Yeah. 1435. Podcast. I was when I sent y'all probably some sports shit on the ones that y'all didn't get to that week. I don't remember it. <laughs> I, I hope I'm or whatever the hell I just said. But I will say this. My Lakers have a game six coming up. Probably one of the biggest game sixes we've ever been in in the wild. Uh, Memphis is coming to the crib. They come in, they come in the staples. Uh, it's going to be rocking. It's going to be rocking. I'm not sure when y'all be able to hear this and when y'all get to this. Hopefully it's before the game. I would like to get y'all a prediction on what's going to go down. Uh, Bane has already called game uh, from Memphis. He said he guarantees a win. Ooh, I didn't so hear that. It's going to be interesting. I like playing against these thugs. <laughs> I like playing okay. against these thugs. How y'all feel about Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler is okay. different. I know his daddy. I know, I, I know MJ at home is proud. Um, Jimmy Butler is ho- is hooping though. He's showing what he did in the bubble, like that run he had in the bubble, especially in the finals against us. That shit was magnificent. Uh, so shout out to Jimmy Butler, man. And what the hell happened with Anthony Edwards to where he hit somebody with a chair or something like that? Yo, these young niggas got to chill out over a lot over an end. <laughs> so. I didn't hear anything about Anthony Edwards hitting the bite of a chair. That's crazy. Me neither. Um, yes, game six is tomorrow, so we're current on his <laughs> on his voicemail. Uh, and I'm glad he asked about that because I did want to talk about like the two of the things I wanted to talk about. He brought up so perfect. Oh <laughs> uh, well, go ahead for it, and I'll, I'll respond. Oh, okay. So um, I have been. I, I don't know why I should have been surprised. I feel dumb for being surprised. But I have been surprised slash impressed at how the Lakers have performed in this series. And I firmly believe that they are going to end that series tomorrow. Like, I don't like that's why I'm like, oh, Desmond Bank predicted he guaranteed a win. <laughs> Whoops. Because, <laughs> like, I, I don't see that. I don't see that. Like, I, I, I like they got the win in the last game, but. So I I, I I see I, I see a team that does not think that they can win, and I see a LeBron James that does believe that he can win, and I'm gonna I'm gonna choose <laughs> I'm gonna go with LeBron. What I saw in Game Four, did you watch Game Four? No, it was the one that went into overtime. No, I like, fell asleep or okay. Early. Game Four, Game Four was when I knew Memphis was done. Like it's like even though they won Game Five, Memphis is done. Like I just I don't see it happening. Like Le- LeBron. There was a play. It was. It was. I think it was one of the last plays of the game. And LeBron had the ball at midcourt, uh, actually over by the uh, over by the sideline. And he had Dylan Brooks bitch ass on him, who'd been mouthing off at him all fucking playoff series. And this, I think the Lakers were up like, like, like maybe like two points, so like something real close. So this is a big, big fucking play. And it's and LeBron standing there holding the ball. And in that moment. I was 100% certain he was going to score. Like, it's like, I just, like, it was no doubt in my mind. I feel like everybody in the arena knew he going to bust this nigga's ass. 
and, and the whole time LeBron's been handling this whole shit with Dylan Brooks, like in that super fucking like media trained way, like like he'll get asked shit about him and it'll give like that media response. And even after the game, he was asked about that play and he gave a media fucking response. But, you know, in his heart, he like, fuck that nigga. <laughs> you could tell on that play he was going to bust his ass and he surely fucking did and fouled. And that nigga screamed harder than I've ever seen this nigga scream in his whole life. And that's how I knew in his head. He was like, I'm about to bust this nigga ass. That's exactly what he did. And that's what I knew the series was over. So I like, I, I fully expect the Lakers to win tomorrow. Um, Were you about, you about to say something on that? Um, so I'm not going against for the sake of going against, but I really think they're going to, I think Memphis is going to take it to seven. Now, yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like Memphis may pull it off. I feel like Memphis should put it off. They were the number two seed, and but LA has been playing way better than a lot of people thought they would play. Mm-hmm. Um, I was definitely surprised at, at LA, and it's not necessarily surprised at LeBron because LeBron is going to do his thing. But you know, just a supporting cast. You know, AD being mostly non-injured um, as 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 totally helped. You know, uh, what's the white boy? Um, Austin Reeves. Shout Austin out to Reeves. him. He's been balling out. And so these are just, you know, uh, unsung heroes that I just didn't think would perform when they needed to perform, you know? So I, 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 I didn't count LA out. I just didn't think they would, you know, have such a, uh, a strong series. So I, I, I think they can pull it out in seven, but I still think that Memphis can pull it out tomorrow. So I think my, 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 My bet is Memphis pulling out tomorrow, but I still think L.A. will probably win the series. Cool. I just All don't right. think L.A. is going to win tomorrow, though. Okay. Well, I'm going with L.A. winning tomorrow because, I mean, this this I feel like if they don't win tomorrow, then they're in trouble. Yeah. I think it'll go. Like, I, they're going to have their bet. confidence back at that point. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, they're probably. Yeah, I wouldn't bet on L.A. winning. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on the game of the game seven because I just I can't call it. But I. I kind of see Memphis pulling it out tomorrow. I mean, Dylan Brooks is a dickhead. Like, I don't even, I, I'm not even counting him in the scenario of shit because he's, it's, it's like I was, I had mentioned to Johnny, it's a lot of like mediocre players in the NBA. They just don't talk shit. Like, you, you can't be a mediocre player and talk shit and can't fucking have Dog. a good game. Like, this motherfucker <laughs> even had a good game. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, dude, you're, you know, you just bring it unwanted attention to yourself. And, you know, the fandom of, of, of LeBron is fucking nuts. I mean, he's like the, you know, LeBron's fandom is, is, is kind of, you know, reminiscent of like the, the Nicki Minaj Twitter folks or the, or the fucking Beyonce, you know, beehive <laughs> and shit. Like you're not going to get away from that. These motherfuckers be trolling all your social media posts, you know, all kind of shit. And he's just not backing it up. You know, it's, 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 it's great to have confidence. Don't get me wrong, but his shit is just way over the top. Like, you know, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just over the top, but anyway, but I don't I, think I want to I, I want to talk, talk about your point about Dylan Brooks real quick though. Mm-hmm. Um, Like I like what you said because I had that exact same thought. And that was another reason why I think Memphis uh won't win this game. And it's because of, it's because of exactly what you said about Dylan Brooks like I don't think it's necessarily like you can't be like a mid player and be a big mouth nigga but you gotta you at least gotta be good at the part that you shit talk about so like like uh like you look at like some of the big talkers like our test like our test was a big time talker 
but Artest would also lock you up on defense. Mm -hmm. He would get in your head. He would fuck with you. Like, Artest was out there, right? Was Artest motherfucking Kevin Durant? No, but he did his role at the best you could do it. He was that guy for that role. Dylan Brooks been running his mouth talking about if you can't score 40, you'll be oh, and then you got your ass bust. So, like, no, you can't. Listen, listen, listen. Now you talking shit about something that that now LeBron just went out and just like, yeah, fuck you. Like, so, like, and there was somebody else on that team, too. Like, well, uh, it was, um, shit, I can't remember who it was. It was somebody else on that. Oh, well, uh, even, even Ja talking about how we good in the West. Like, yes, that, like, when he said that, I was on this podcast. I was like, don't say you good in the West when you have accomplished nothing ever See, that, in the that history was, that was, that of was your pre, franchise. That was pre-intervention, though. You know, he had to, he'd have to pull a gun <laughs> out of some niggas and shit. He had to go to counseling. He's good now. Oh, and now look, at him, now look at him good in the West. And I'm sitting here saying I'm pretty sure he gonna lose in the first round. <laughs> but the thing is, because right now, I mean, he's has he had a couple of decent games, but right now he's not the most consistent player on the team right now. Bain is, and so he's not even leading his team. You know what I'm saying? And and it's good that you have a, a another player who can actually pick up your pick up your slack. But he's not even leading his team right now. So you know, if Bain's off. And Ja had to, and matter of fact, Ja scored 40, that whatever that 48 point game, and that wasn't a loss. So, unless somebody else is actually doing something, you could score 50, nigga. And it, it, and you listen, uh, Bruce Bourne ain't coming through that locker room. Ain't nobody gonna lock up nobody, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> like that. So, you know, if y'all, if you can't have a, a third player that's gonna at least score 20, y'all fucking hit. But, I still think that Memphis wins tomorrow, and I can't call it for Game Seven. Well, all the shit talking I talk about them, I still think they could pull it out tomorrow. But Game Seven, if it goes to that, I can't call it. Baylor's uh, right about it being a good game. I mean, an important game because oh, of that, though. Like, if, if Memphis like does win, it's gonna it, for on Memphis's side of things, they're gonna look at it like we were down three-one uh, after the fucking. Uh, LeBron busting Dylan's ass game, which was just a, a fucking just another one for the LeBron memory book. We were down three one. We looked fucked. We came back. We won game five. We if they can then go and then we also won game six in Staples. I, well, fuck it, fuck crypto or whatever the fuck. We, we won game six there. Like their their confidence is going to be too high going back home. The only thing that could potentially ruin them is their youth and inexperience in that kind of situation against LeBron's massive amount of experience in that situation. So like that could potentially fuck them in a game seven, but like, man, their, their confidence is going to be uh pretty fucking high going into a game seven if they can force it. So yeah, he's right. Game six. I think you probably need to win that one, buddy. Yeah, they definitely need it to, to have any chance. I mean, I mean, obviously they got to win it, you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, it'd be interesting, but I'll I'll be totally tuned in. I think I might take a nap early just to make <laughs> sure I'm good for uh, uh yeah, it's Friday night, game. man. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a 10 o'clock start. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. A, that's a rough and, one. Uh, you know, and I'm you know, I'm 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 mostly unemployed, so I shouldn't say mostly <laughs> I am unemployed, but I just get paid for it. So yeah, I think I'm thinking I'm gonna take me a nap early. So because I think the first game is at 8 30. I mean, what's the first game? Um uh I just looked this shit up. Oh, oh, Kings and Warriors. Um I don't really have an opinion on that one. I don't know what, what's your thoughts on that. Um, I thought the Kings were going to get it, and I think the pivotal moment was um, – oh, fuck, I can't remember which game it was. I want to say four 
there, uh, it, there was a game that I feel like it was a game that the, the Warriors tried to give away. Like Steph did something stupid at the end. Oh, it was the game where, yeah, Steph called a timeout and they didn't have any more timeouts. And um, somebody ended up getting a, they got a free throw and the Kings got a free throw in the ball. And then I think they hit a three or something. It, like they were able to cut like a, like a five point lead, like with seconds left to like a one point lead or something like that. And they had a shot to, I think, tie it or win it. And they just missed or something like that. Yeah, but like I mean, that was... game, like I felt like they tried to give away that game. Sacramento just couldn't quite pull it off. And then they've been like they the Warriors have kind of been okay since. So now I'm like, uh, I thought the, I thought the Kings had it. Now I'm like, uh, I think the, I think Golden State probably going to finish them off. Yeah, I mean, I think you know the the Warriors are dangerous because although they're lower seed, they have the most experience, mm-hmm. and they don't they don't really buckle as like a number seven seed. Would. I believe they're number seven seed. Uh, they're the they, six six seed. Yeah. They don't buckle like a six seed would or a seven seed would. Um, so they have the experience, you know. Um, uh, one thing I was curious of your thoughts is, you know, with you know, the suspension of Draymond, you know, for the whole stomping incident and then, you know, punching pool and beginning the season. Do you think he'd be around with the Golden State next year? Mm. And I question it just because I just wonder if it gets to a point where he's more of a liability than an asset. I mean, he's always been an asset, even if he's not scoring because he just brings the energy. But I just wonder after those two incidents this season, is it is is it worth it to keep a guy like that around? Is he replaceable? I feel like I I don't know, man. Like, I feel like that's something like a Golden State fan would be able to speak better to because I feel I feel like they look at him as kind of like the heart of the team. Like, so I feel like if, if he's looked at as that piece, then no. But then I also feel like I have been hearing that there's possibilities that they might move away from him. And I even heard that last season that there yeah. was possibilities they might move away from him. So like, and that's kind of made me think about it. But I remember that from last season. Then with yeah. these two incidents, I mean, at this point, I don't know if it, if it's it may be worth it. I mean, if he if he's not I don't know what his contract is, but, you know, he his output isn't I don't know if his output is worth what you know, what they have to deal with, I guess, you know? Yeah. It's one of those things where like, okay, even if you don't look at like say suspensions or technical fouls, it's like, are you weighing not necessarily his production against suspensions or technical fouls, but like, like what he means for the team versus suspensions and technical fouls. Like, is it like, we need that player with that kind of energy and that kind of uh, just, that persona like we need that on the team and we'll take the suspensions occasionally and the technical fouls because we value what he brings on that level so much and I I don't know if that's the case um I suspect that it might be but I also suspect it might not be because like I said I keep hearing that they're thinking about parting from him so I don't know but I mean but at at the same time I'm I'm sorry I mean cut you off you you still no that's no that's what I was saying I would say I mean at the same time the nigga punched a teammate like cold cocked that nigga and still was in you know was in the lineup you know so but Jordan Poole probably deserved it to be fair (laughs) hey that's how that's how I feel about uh Gobert you know what I'm saying when he when my man uh called him a bitch (laughs) 
bitch. You said call him a, a bitch ass or a bitch ass nigga. I'm like, was Gobert acting like a bitch ass? Nigga? Right. Yeah. Because he probably was deserving of <laughs> he it. He probably but, was. <laughs> so, and and I, I actually, I'm glad I said that because I bring that part up, that point up because that was one of the things that people were. I was. I remember arguing about uh, arguing with this sucker at. It's one of the dudes that's in. He posts in the Pistons group that Ari hoops nigga. Oh yeah. Uh, he first of all, I think he got to be like 22 and a half, just the way his attitude <laughs> is and shit. You know, I just I don't know, man. I, I try not to 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 age shame, but his his big point on that was, you know, you should because eventually what what happened with Gobert and, and if, if people watched during that series during that game that was right before they were in the, they were in a play in, uh, Gobert got suspended for the first game, so he missed the first play in game. Luckily, they won, and you know the second game. Cause they lost that one, but then they 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 won the, the second play in game, and his his whole thing was you know you shouldn't uh uh what's the word he used uh punish the fans by suspending him, and I'm like because he's such a you know a premier player, but I'm like the owner took the stance of it's more of an integrity thing than anything and suspended him, and you just had to live with that. But I'm telling him like what is the punishment that's that's that will work for this guy to not do that shit again. And he was like, well, just find him and shit. I'm like, you can't find a motherfucker enough that they would care for that. Right. No, One, there's yeah. no, the nigga made 38 million last year. <laughs> you can't find if you legally through the, through the rule. There's you, you've never seen a million dollar fine from a player. You know what I'm saying? For one game, it's just not going to happen. So it's like you take away what he enjoys. This was actually basketball and he's probably not going to do that shit again. But there's no fine, you know what I'm saying? You can't take a $10 million from a motherfucker to, to stop him from punching a player and shit, you know? So, like, it's, man, listen, like, listen, little 22-year-old white man. Duh. You cannot punish somebody with something I have literally heard them request. Yeah. Like, I have heard players go, find me. All right, fuck the refs. Like, <laughs> like, 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 they will go, just find me and then do whatever it is they wanted to do anyway. Like, like, that's like that's that's like a kid saying that that's a like punishment. a kid saying please uh, put me on punishment versus with me. No, you should get your ass beat because I know you don't care about the fucking punishment. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't do that shit. You know, so you know at, at some point some like I think some, it's just oh sorry go never mind go ahead no 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 I'm just saying at some point you some some teams are going some play some organizations are going to have some fucking integrity and that's what they're going to base it on you know if a player keeps saying find me they got enough money to pay it so they don't give a fuck to your point All right <laughs> i think it just did that like two or three days ago i can't remember who it was but he he was trying to promote some new sports drink that i guess that he's uh uh sponsoring and he put it on the table in the post-game interview as somebody from the NBA was like, nah, nigga, <laughs> you can't have that up there. You got to take that away. And he was like, find me. <laughs> I, was, I just felt like I was put the tape, put it here. Like, yeah. he didn't give a fuck. He dog. didn't give like, a fuck. And, I think and, they and, still ultimately took it away. But, like, he didn't care was the point. <laughs> like, yeah, the point of he didn't fucking care. So it's like, you know, you can't. You can't punish NBA a person player. with some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like, you know, if. If we got, if say you get fined at work for some shit you do, and they say the fine is twenty dollars, you're not gonna give a fuck about twenty dollars. You know what I'm saying? That's and, and I don't know the equivalents for math's sake, but you know that's probably it's it's reasonable for the argument that we're making that twenty dollars is not. If you cuss out a coworker and they say we're gonna fine you twenty dollars, you're not gonna give a flying fuck 
I'm cussing out everybody. Exactly. Like you mean to tell me I have free reign to cuss out people as long as I pay pay you twenty dollars? Twenty dollars. All right, right, let's go. Here's my here's <laughs> my here's my hundred in advance. You know what exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna put a hundred on the table and be like, fuck you, yeah. fuck you, fuck yeah, you, exactly. fuck you, fuck you. That was worth it. Here's yeah, my one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like you can't find people shit that they they don't value. You know what I'm saying? When it, when it's not valued, they don't give a fuck. That's like Mark Cuban. This motherfucker has been fined millions over the fucking last maybe five seasons. Right. And he's fact, a billionaire. He, he don't care. He doesn't care so much that every time he's fine, he donates the same amount to a charity. Oh, right. Yeah. He <laughs> so he doesn't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? So money isn't the way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if you told if you told Mark Cuban he couldn't come to uh to to, to marriage games, he may feel some kind of way. But money. He doesn't give a fuck. And I, I just don't understand why people don't get that, that you, and, and it doesn't have to be money. It can be whatever. You cannot punish somebody with something they don't give a fuck about losing. They don't care. <laughs> you do like, hey, Mark Cuban, you can't go to no more Mavericks games. <laughs> and they're going to be like, well, it ain't going to be no more Mavericks right, games. Exactly. 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 <laughs> Mavericks is canceled. <laughs> but you say, I'm going to find you $750,000 for this. Cool. I'm going to donate $750,000 to the Boys and Girls Club. At that, yeah, you know, that what I'm saying? is like, probably the biggest fucking. That might be the biggest financial flex <laughs> I've ever heard. Dog. Oh, I, I think it is. Like I, to I, I say, really like, I not is. only do I not give a fuck about your bitch ass fine, I'm gonna donate the same amount. So something that that is, that's on that that Trump that I don't want to say that word, but that beats out fifties <laughs> uh fifty cents uh have a baby by me <laughs> be, be a billionaire. Be a yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I write the check before the baby come. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> That that was the champion of financial flexes until mm. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Mark Cuban is the he he is the troll of trolls when it comes to fines. And like I say, and it just like I say, it just goes back to you can't, you know, you you, you have to hurt some you have to you have to hit somebody where it hurts, you know what I'm saying? And 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 to go back, because we kind of I, I kind of you know went on a tangent with it, but going back to Draymond, I just don't know if I just and to your point, we don't know enough about maybe Golden State fans may figure it or may know more, but do they feel that he's more of an asset than liability? And that's what it comes down to. Because right. if nobody gives a fuck, then fuck it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm saying if you punch a motherfucking whole teammate in this on camera and you randomly step on a guy, which Sabonis shouldn't have grabbed his leg like that anyway, but that's neither here nor there. And I'm not gonna play the race card, but there was things that happened that shouldn't have happened. <laughs> um, and you, you might not have played it, but it's in your hand. <laughs> oh yeah, it's in my hand. And that bitch in my hand, like a draw forward as fuck. <laughs> like, like, like you touch, you touching the car. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, the car. I, I, matter of fact, I've stuck the car to my forehead, and I'm just sitting here ready to drop that bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know, and then he played all coy and shit. Like, no, the fucking no, you really grabbed that nigga leg. You know what I'm saying? So you you took the consequences, of whether whatever the fuck. But to kind of go back and we can kind of get back into that. We still got a couple of uh, uh, voicemails. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, you lost track. I, I don't know enough about, I don't know. I don't, I, maybe I don't know. I don't care. I just don't, uh, I haven't, I haven't put much energy in the Golden State Sacramento series. I kind of thought that Sacramento would kind of just watch them initially, but you know, I think that playoff experience is really helping Golden State pushed this shit. So yeah. Yeah. It's been the series that I expected it to be. Um, I think I picked it um when I did my pre-playoff picks. I think I picked it to go six or seven. Like I I so I, I'm it's going about how I expect it. But, but um 
about Draymond real quick. Draymond is the example that's what we were saying Dylan Brooks isn't. Draymond is that. Like the guy who talks all the shit and gets in trouble, but he does the thing that he's good at the thing that he's supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. He's Draymond is that. And he's the kind of player that like I would I would take Draymond on the Pistons, provided that there is like maybe like another veteran player kind of and like like who's who's uh not like a bench riding bench riding veteran player like just somebody else who who just so that Draymond's energy is not the primary influence like I don't want that like like that's too much because our team is too young and like they they're still like this is going to be a real pivotal season for them like I feel like his energy is a bit too much of a uh, is a bit too much and a bit too much for them specifically but I would like if there was like another veteran player there to kind of offset that but and if no they can one, have, they, they they don't have that though. That's the problem. No, they don't. They don't. Yeah, right. That is the problem. But I I also do have a something of a, I would border it on an expectation that they will acquire a player of that nature in the off season because I think that's going to be necessary to make the advances that they need to make this year. Yeah. But, yeah. um, yeah, I would take Draymond on this team because I'm the kind of fan anyway that. I don't care if there's a player like a Draymond or a Dylan Brooks or, you know, one of those kind of players, if they're doing that role well. And I feel like a player like Draymond already being from here, fans are already familiar with him. He's the kind of like people like that fit in here at Detroit in Detroit. Like, I feel like we embrace players like that. He could be like our new Bill Lambeer and Rick Mahorn kind of deal, something like that. Like we, this team needs a player like that. Like not necessarily, maybe not necessarily Draymond specifically or somebody who's as uh, problematic as him, but like a player like a, uh, like a Bill Lambeer or Rick Mahorn or, or Charles Oakley or, you know, some sort of enforcer badass kind of guy. I think we need somebody like that. Stewart might end up being that guy or Stewart might not end up being on this team. I don't know, but well, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think, I don't think I I don't push back on a lot of NBA stuff. We kind of agree with a lot of stuff, but I I kind of push back with it because I feel like I while I agree, Detroit, you push back on Draymond specifically, or that us needing no, that kind of player, us needing that kind of player. And I give you a couple of reasons. Um, I I agree that it's kind of in the Detroit grit to have that, mm-hmm. but when you look at a lot of the successful teams that we have that's in the NBA now. They don't have that, and it works. You know, you think of the That's Miamis, true. the Bostons, the Milwaukee's. They don't have it, and I just wonder how can we have success without having that grit and stuff. Because I think you know the the bad boys era era just sticks with us, even after however many years. You know what I'm saying? And I just wonder if. If that's something we should really look for, or we should really try to figure out just role players and people who like you know just fit and not have like for for the record, I love the I love that energy of it. I just don't know if it's a, I think it's a I honestly think it's a thing that's it's like fading out of the league. See, just that, because that, a lot see, of the yeah a lot of the you, successful teams don't do it, and you wonder like is it really a thing that's really going to be around? See, it, it, it here's the here's the interesting thing. I agree with you on every point that you made. We're just looking at the result differently mm-hmm. because you're saying like I don't think like no teams are successful with that kind of style of play. So I don't think that's a thing anymore. 
And my perspective is there are no successful teams doing that right now. So if we do it, ah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, disrupt yeah, yeah. the fucking, yeah, yeah, like yeah, it yeah, fits yeah. in our wheelhouse in, in yeah. just like the Detroit style of play and it can be disruptive. And that's like, that's what each of the previous championship teams was. Cause like the bad boys were disruptive because they brought that, like they originated yeah, no, no, no. that. Yeah, that, that and sense. then the yeah. 2004 team brought that in a league where that wasn't happening. Like they, yeah. No, and then the, the, and totally the league changed yeah. the whole fucking rules yeah. <laughs> because of them. And so that's why I'm like, it, it could be like, it, it could be a thing. You could be right. Because like you said, you don't have to do that to be successful. So you could be right. But I'm all, my thing is like, I feel like that's part of our culture. And I, feel, I just, I just feel like the team always seems to find success when they play that way. And when they have those kind of players. And I feel like that, that could disrupt the vibe of the NBA and, and make it so like in the same way where like, if you have a prior to golden state, the league was a certain way. Go to state comes along. Steph Curry comes along, starts bombing threes, and now the league just play entirely differently. So no, now, yeah, yeah. I mean, you it, know it, it, to your point, I think it it takes a certain situation that will just you know move the needle on how that team play. Like you know, for you you right. mentioned you mentioned you don't know, uh, and you don't know what that is. You, you don't know, know what, we don't know what it is, right? I mean, you mentioned uh, Curry. He changed the, he he changed the whole NBA set of defense. Because of him, you know what I'm saying? Like, people didn't play the three like that as much as they did, I think, when Curry started doing it. Curry started shooting so well from behind it. You know what I'm saying? Nobody started playing above the three-point line, you know what I'm saying? Because no one thought nobody was going to shoot from fucking mid-halfway point or some crazy shit. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I just wonder, you know, like, right now, I, for me, and, and, and I think you would agree, too, I think, you know, like the ideal team in the NBA right now is the is the Celtics, and they don't have. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they don't have like super veterans on the team. I mean, Horford, I think, would probably be the oldest. Maybe I think. But um, they do have a they do have a kind of like a tough guy though, Marcus Smart. Well, like, he's yeah, kind of he yeah. kind of plays that 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 yeah. brawler kind of. Yeah. You know, but hard you know what's crazy? Kind of as, as, as much as I agree with that, I just never consider him just being a smaller guy. I always just, I always, uh, I guess, attribute that to bigger guys. And so, but yeah, to oh, your right, point, right. You're, you, but you're absolutely right, though. Um, Marcus Smart is that is that guy. And who could be that guy with the Pistons? Could it be Isaiah Stewart? I don't know. You know, he, he, he could be, you know, but... It, it likely will be my my thing is like I just don't know if he's gonna stay on the team or not. Like it, 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 they could move away from him. Like I feel like any I feel like everybody on the team is up for grabs aside from K, Jaden Ivy, Jalen Duran. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say, yeah. No, I think every everybody else anybody is, else everybody is up for is, grabs. Everybody else is expendable. So yeah, um, and you you just wonder like you know he's like he's. He's like a uh uh a diet uh um fear to fro. Well, I can't think of his goddamn name. I've been drinking. My apologies. Um Ooh, wait, what are you talking about? Maybe I say I he's a he's a diet uh Mr. Fear the Fro. Uh Ben Wallace? Ben Wallace. I feel like he's a diet <laughs> Ben Wallace. Yeah. Um, and, I do too. Yeah, and and I just wonder if if Detroit is going to be a team that can take a guy that's not a scorer and be primarily defense. Although I think he scores more. I, do you think he scores more than Ben Wallace did? Yeah, I think he definitely he's, does. He's much of a scorer. He definitely um, does. Yeah, like, and, but, he, and he's working on his three. 
uh, which I mean, he's he's been getting, I think. He's he's either been getting too much credit for how he's worked on his three or not enough credit. Like, I feel like nobody's giving him like the proper credit. It's like, yes, he's worked on it. Yes, he's become somewhat proficient to where players can't just be like, yeah, fuck it. But he's not like a threat. <laughs> like, like He's not like, oh, shit, we got to close out <laughs> Isaiah Stewart. Like, he's not cold either. So, but yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he's more offensive than Ben, though. Yeah, and and then especially since we haven't been in a winning situation, so like in 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 the end game, do motherfuckers really care if he hit threes? Because we're not winning, so we won seventeen games. It's like shit, you know. Do niggas really care? Like, who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, yo. So let me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying the last thing I want to say on Baylor's email before we go to a different one is he he uh, he mentioned Jimmy Butler, and I just wanted to, I just wanted to give full oh, wholehearted yeah. agreement. Oh, Jimmy Butler, dog. Because, like, I, I, I can't – it's it's kind of like Dane, Dane, uh, Dane Lillard. I feel like him and Butler just somehow just don't get enough credit for, for the caliber of player that they are. And I think part of it, too, is is that they really – both of them turn it up even more in the playoffs, and it, it's a lot more noticeable then. But, like, man, the way he – the way he just kind of, like, seemingly, like, flips a switch and is just like, yeah, I'm about to just kill you niggas now. Like – like I told you, I tweeted uh, this dude that we know who's a, a Knicks fan, and I tweeted him like, you know, I was kind of hard on the Knicks early, to, you know, in the season. I had told him I was like, I felt like the Knicks were were good, but that they weren't good enough to actually like do anything really. I was like, you, you know, uh, play in caliber maybe team, and not only did they obviously do better than uh, the play in, but they were very impressive to me watching them play against, uh, against the Cavs, like very impressive. So like, I was just tweeting him. It was like after, and it was early, like after game two, I was like, I just want to say I was wrong about the Knicks. I'm pretty impressed by what they've been doing. And he tweeted me back today, which is obviously a long time after I really tweeted him and was like, yeah, now, now we just got to worry about the heat. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I didn't, in my head, I'm like, I didn't want to bring that up. <laughs> But if I was anybody in the whole NBA, I would not want to play the, the Miami Heat right now because Jimmy Butler is, I, I don't know, he's playing at an entirely different level than everybody else. And he is also on a team that is not devoid of other players that can fuck you up, which is generally what, like, well, it seems like most of the time when you have a player who, like, is just playing at this next level, it's kind of like, yeah, but if that player is off or something, then you kind of fuck. And it's like, uh, they're not, though. <laughs> and, if he, and if he is continuing to just play at this level, they're just going to keep winning games, dog, because ain't nobody going to be able to beat them if he's playing, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, and they get standard contributions that they get from their other players. Like, yes. Yeah, I mean. And, <laughs> New York, and- York will be fucked in the game, dog. And it's crazy because uh, Miami lost one of their star players, Tyler Hero, with a hand injury, and so it was just it was pretty much put the whole fucking organization was put on you know Butler's back, and this motherfucker has been balling the fuck out, like balling the fuck out, and the, yeah. his like I would like if if nobody has watched, I I don't know if like if you go in the NBA app. I don't know if it's if uh I don't know if it's there and I don't well I don't know if it's still there. It was there. There's a a video clip and I don't think you have to have league pass to watch it. It's a video clip and they do this all the time when players have big games. So there's probably one for both games actually the last two where they they put together a highlight reel of all of that player's points. And 
So it'll just be like, watch Jimmy Butler's, what he's 56 in uh, two games ago. Watch Jimmy Butler's 56 points. And it's not the game. It's just when he scores. And like, watch some of the shit this nigga was doing, <laughs> doing at the end of fucking game four, dog. Uh, I mean, get, yeah. Wait, was that game? The last one was... Wherever the last two was four and five. Was not, not the last one, the one before that, the 56-point the game. Uh, Like, at the end of that game, like, watch some of the shit that nigga was doing, dog. It was ridiculous. And, and same thing for the last game. Some of the shit he was doing at the end, like, ridiculous, dog. Super sidebar, do you ever watch the YouTube versions of when they do the uh, NBA recap and they just show the scores? You ever watch that on YouTube of a game? No, I'm not even familiar with this. Yeah, so... Uh, they have recaps, and somebody I knew used to do the Pistons game like that. They would just watch all of the scores. I think NBA.com on YouTube, you do all of the scores. They don't do nothing else but the scores. So whatever that three seconds of, of that score, they do that, it goes to the next score. And they just – it's like a game in like 10 minutes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of shocked you don't even know about that. I figured no. you would actually know that for sure. But, yeah, they do that. They do a recap of the whole game, end up being like 10 minutes or some shit, and it's all of the scores only and shit. Hmm. I'll okay. find a link. I'll find a link that I have, and I'll send it to you. But, yeah. This is like one person who does this or like no, a I bunch believe of different it, people do this for no, a bunch of different No, I believe it's like NBA.com that does it for like – Oh, okay. Some shit. Oh, yeah. cool. And they do oh, a, all I, the games, and they just, they just do like a – it's just scores of it or whatever. I wonder um, if they have oh, yeah. that in the NBA app, and I just haven't seen it before. Because <clears throat> I like what I always do. Um, the next more the next morning, if there was games that I have interest in that I didn't see or that I didn't see a lot of, they have um, like uh, prepackaged game recaps. Like you could, like obviously, I could just watch the game if I wanted to. Right. But like they have like these prepackaged recaps that are like three, four minutes, depending on the game. And I just watch those, and they're usually pretty good because they kind of like tell the story of the game too. And it's like you know uh, they were up fifteen points, and now the so and so came back, and now they're down seven. And you know it's like I could I could see all the you know, it's a typical highlight thing, but not like you know Sports Center would have the highlight. You know the highlight thing couldn't be four minutes long <laughs> for right, each game. Right, exactly. Sports, yeah. Sports Center. <laughs> Sports Center would be eight hours long and shit. But um, yeah, I watch those. But that's an interesting thing. Just watching just the scores. That's a uh, interesting. Yeah, like I say, it's kind of what and you we, said. About, we originally uh, said Jimmy it. You Butler. said watch the scores. I I thought you meant like watch the score. Like oh the no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like watch <laughs> the numbers change, and I'm like, that sounds boring. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you just want to watch the score clock, like nigga. We got a whole ten minutes of the score clock. <laughs> like man, like I don't want to watch the score change. <laughs> Why would I watch that? <laughs> oh shit! All right, I got a uh, a Baylor email. This is called House Guests. Uh, this is the one. Okay. Stink, buying a house and selling a house, right? Everything. I hate that they have these goddamn. We have showings every day or every other day, especially on the weekends where we have we've had about. Two I can't really hear it. Houses. Yo, fuck oh, open houses. That shit is. Oh, okay. Now I can. You're a seller. You just talking about buying a house. The house shit is stupid. I had twenty eight nine thousand families come through my goddamn house, snooping around and shit like that. <laughs> um, whatever it's saying, and the reason why I'm pissed off is because that shit started at like I don't know, like eleven, like eleven o'clock, and that shit don't end to like five. Bitch, I want to be in my house on Saturdays. I want to be in my house. Yeah. 
on Saturdays. I don't want to be out in the public around people. No, I don't. That means I got to spend a little bit of money and shit like that. And I don't want to do that. I want to be at home, lazy as fuck on my couch, with my dog barking at the door. Okay? That's what I want to <laughs> do. So I feel y'all on buying a house or trying to sell a house. Because I'm trying to sell my house right now. The market is great right now for a seller. It's just that these motherfuckers, I don't want to go into detail. I'm just trying to sell my motherfucking house right now. That's all I'm trying to do. Because the next house I get, and I told my wife this too. Welcome to my TED Talk. The next house I get to, I want to sit my ass down for a long, long time. We have two more, one more house, possibly two. Okay? And then that is it. I'm not moving. Like, I'm at the age where I'm paying niggas to move shit. Okay? And we about to throw some shit away. All right? We're about to be minimalist around this motherfucker because mm-hmm. I'm not lifting nothing no more. I hate mm-hmm. that. I hate yep. this fucking open house shit. I yep. hate, oh, we got a couple coming at three o'clock. Look, they just gonna, I'm in my drawers. Okay? And they better be on time or whatever because I want to get back in my house to my drawers and watch the Laker game. Man, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm just sitting outside for maybe a minute or two. It's not that long or whatever. But the fact is, I got to stop everything. One time, nigga, I was making dinner, and nigga, they had popped up, and we didn't know anything about the scheduling. I said, look, nigga, y'all can hurry up and go in and do y'all thing, but I'm cooking this dinner. You know what I'm saying? And it smells good, and you can't have none. <laughs> I had to go in there quick, little man. I had to do that. I, I just had to. I had to. Yo, I uh, so I haven't had a showing before because we're not selling the house, but I just remember all the time we had to schedule, um, you know, get going to view houses and shit, and they had to leave and shit. And I just felt like, man, these motherfuckers really had to leave their whole house and shit for motherfuckers to come and <laughs> do that shit. Like, I never thought about from his perspective how crazy that would be. Yeah, um, I had to, I had to do it, but I didn't do <clears throat> I didn't do like open houses though, so I didn't have a thing where it's like eleven to five or something like that. It was kind of just like. Uh well one I was lucky that I think the person who bought my house I think was the second or third showing we did so it was like we didn't have to deal with it for a long time but it wasn't like that where we just like the market was crazy where it was just like open house it was <laughs> like this house that I live in now the one I bought I I went to an open house for this one but I didn't do a open house it wasn't that it wasn't that serious but like like he said it was like that like. They would say, okay, we got a, somebody scheduled to come look at the house at, you know, one o'clock or whatever. I would dip out at like, and that when I say dip out, I mean like we would go sit, like sit in the car and move the car, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like across the street. Or like, just like looking at the people coming in and shit. Yeah. Like, we just sat there like, cause we were still working and shit. Cause it, when we were selling, it was during a pandemic. So we was working from home. So we were still working. So like I would take my laptop, I would take my laptop out to the car. So I'm like, I can't be like, I was still trying to be on my Wi-Fi. <laughs> like, so I'm like, I was sitting by the house and shit, watching them and shit. But um, yeah, man, yeah, it, I, I it, is, it, it does, it does kind of suck having to do that. But yeah, it, I mean, it wasn't. They weren't. Go, they weren't. They were never in there for very long. And yeah, I, I don't know. It, it was. It was fine. But I, 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 you know, fully agree. And and like. I as much as I wanted to, to pay builder, I mean pay builders. Fuck, I did pay a builder. Um, I wanted to uh, pay movers the 
the shit I had to move was so small that I just rented a truck for four hours. Well, I rented a truck for two days actually, but then one day it was just me and my stepson loading shit, and then which was small stuff, and then the other day it was like my uh my my brother brother in law and my my nephew. So it wasn't much because we bought most of our shit, and thankfully. But and we had it all delivered. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm not. If we, I hope to be in this house for a long fucking time. Um, only only reason I won't say is a forever home because at some point our OSs are not going to be going to go upstairs. And so <laughs> we, at some point, when we decide we're going to retire and be old, we will probably try to sell and move into a ranch. Other than that, yeah, it's going to be a good 20, 25 years here. This bitch. So no, no movement for us. But if we do, it's definitely buying because I'm not moving shit. Yeah, I had I hadn't mm-hmm. considered the not wanting to go up and down stairs. I don't have a ton of stairs. Like I, like I think I have I've, I I have this weird habit of counting stairs when I go up and down them. I don't know other people do that, but <laughs> I do that. Um, and I have stairs that like go like I go down six stairs and then I turn around the corner and then I go down another eight stairs. You have like a and, split like what is your yeah, what it's is like your a split level kind of split level. Okay, that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, but it's 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 not traditionally a split level, but the stairs that I'm referring to are like what you would see in a split level. But um yeah, I, I hadn't considered that. Like I kind of consider this to be the last house that I'm gonna be in, barring some dramatic increase in <laughs> income <laughs> like if i just like if somehow i get dumb rich then yes i'll buy a different house but even then i'll probably still keep this one just because i just really like it <laughs> so i'll probably still keep this one and just be like here sometimes but like i'll uh, like yeah that's probably the only way or like like you said if i get to a point where even now i'm even then i'm just like eh, fuck the 14 steps i'm just gonna get a new house <laughs> yeah 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 i mean if we for if, some <laughs> reason we just why, came into like, like hope, uh <laughs> I really uh, hope super... that. I really hope that thought doesn't come into my head one day. Like right. fourteen I'm... steps, fuck that. I'm gonna get a new house. We get a whole like, new house. All right. If somehow we just came into some insane amount of money or some shit, you know, we like, you know what? Let's just set a house and go to a ranch. You know, fine. But other than that, yeah, we probably just be here. But we just had to deal with them steps. But this is the first time I've had a a house, been in a house with my room. Well, other than when I was a kid, my room being upstairs, and so you know, the up and down of that shit is like, oh shit. You know, it's <laughs> I just was so used to just walking out of our bedroom and the bathroom's right there and all on the first floor and shit. So, right. Yeah. The shit you think about when you get old and shit. <laughs> Man, I do not. Um, I hope that I really hope I don't have that thought one day. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope I, I hope I can always navigate the six steps and then the yeah, eight steps. Yeah. Even yeah. if I got to take a break after the six, I always, I hope I can always navigate those two steps. I mean, those two sets of stairs. So I, Oh, so uh, Baylor has one more called Snow, but I don't know if I want to listen to Snow shit. So um, I'll come back to that one and I'll play Chaffee's. Um, see what the angry principal has to say. <laughs> um, let's see. This is Chaffee. Just reaching out to you guys today because I'd like to file a um, cease and desist against uh, Otis. Um, it seems he's resumed the egregious task of sending out tweets without any context. Uh, <laughs> we'd be really appreciated if his tweets did have context. 
Um, you know, you are aware that this was an issue in the past, which has resumed um, effect. So if you wouldn't mind, please just uh, adding context to your tweets would be fantastic and greatly appreciated by the community at large. So what I'm mad about? Why he talk to you like one of his students? No, yo, it was like it seemed like a real cease and desist, cease and desist letter. What I'm really <laughs> upset though is that he did not mention the tweeting question. <laughs> like, what are you several. talking about, dog? <laughs> <laughs> so it's oh, funny because PBS hit me up the other day, and he was like, "Well, I guess he had seen a tweet of mine, and he didn't get it until the next day," um, and. The tweet was that I said, what did I say? Did go to state, just pull a C web. And I just figured everybody would get that. Do you get that when I say that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I just thought people would get that. So I was just And like, I also particularly think anybody from here should get that. Yeah. So I think he he, he spent his childhood in Germany. So I'm a, I'm going to oh, blame okay. the fact that he wasn't here as, right. you know, we'll give, a reason. Yeah. And he's a, I'll he's, give him a pass he, on that. He's, he's a little younger and he spent his childhood in Germany. So I'm going to give him that pass. Yeah. Um, but now I'm really curious, Chaffee, what the fuck was the tweet? Because I, <laughs> I may have done that recently. I don't know. I, I I randomly tweet shit. But I'm curious now, and I'm really mad that you mentioned a fucking tweet that I didn't, you know, have any contents or whatever, and you don't tell me us <laughs> what the fucking tweet is. So, you know. Yeah. Angry principal. Motherfucker. <laughs> um, man, that sounded, man, that sounded like a, a very... Uh, that was Profes- a stern, professionally that was a stern, worded yeah. warning. Yeah, that was <laughs> like, like per, per my last email. Like that was <laughs> right? really, you know, that, that felt real professional. But I feel like since that was so short, we might as well wrap up this uh uh Baylor one and do his last one on snow. So I'll do that if you good with that. Let's see. Yep. Oh, it's long too. Um can you hear that? That's what she so, said. Yeah. Right. No spoilers. <laughs> I had seen the show already. Talking about Snowfall. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I've seen it already, and I and and y'all don't have to. I mean, and y'all probably already know this, but y'all don't have to not talk about it or whatever. I, I, mean, I know how to use that fan sport, but okay, show, cool, cool. I know how to put that shit on pause and just you know come back to the show if I need if I need to. Uh, but I didn't complete it. You know, I thought that it was phenomenal. It was very emotional. Uh, especially for a person that actually uh, worked with uh, with the homeless population down there on Scare Road, um, yeah, that kind of that kind of that kind of hit home a little bit because we damn near had sprinkling saints uh, all the time. You know what I mean? Uh, if I have to give a show a grade overall, I'm, I mean, it might sound a little bit biased, but it's a plus. You know what I mean? It's A plus all the way to the fifth season, which a lot of people uh, didn't like. I would say the fifth season so much, and they always bring up like the tiger, which was a true story, by the way. But I get it because it it seemed kind of crazy or whatever, you know. And it just seems like they were taking a hit and didn't really know what direction to go with, especially after the passing of. Uh, John Singleton. So I get it, you know what I mean? And I think them seeing the tiger in the episode uh, was crazy, but it, it'd be even crazy if they did their research and, and find out that it was definitely a true story. And I don't even think it was a tiger, I think it was a lion in, uh, in the real story. Anyhow, uh, I say that to say this, I thought it, it, it tied everything all up 
it was some unanswered questions, but it's unanswered questions that can always be answered. They can always come back and answer those questions, whether it's in that spinoff that they talked about or if they, later on they want to come with something else. But uh, I thought it ended perfectly because I'd never seen something like that coming my way. You know, I, I wouldn't have even thought of that at all. You know, because uh, if you follow who the story is based off of, a lot of us thought, you know, he was going to end up getting locked up. Uh, a lot of people, casual drama TV watchers, was probably thinking like he's gonna go down in a shootout or something like that. I would have never came up with this ending right here. I thought this, and this out of, I mean, I don't want to compare it to all shows because they're different type of genres. But when it comes to drama TV, this is that this is probably number one for me as 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 far as the ending overall. It's still it's, it's 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 still in a fight with a couple of other shows, but the ending I haven't seen a drama filled show at all. Not not Breaking Bad, not The Wire, none of that shit. And Sopranos, we still upset about that. So yeah, it'd be dope to hear y'all thoughts on this. Um, seeing if if, if BMF is gonna get their shit together because that's looking kind of cheesy. Um, but I hope they finish up strong though. Um, and then I'm back on Power. I don't know if y'all watch Power or not, but Power has gotten really, really good. I think the writers have been sitting in a room with each other between Snowfall and um and Power because Power has gotten better. Uh, outside of that, that's it. I need. I think I need to uh, to brush up on some some old uh, TV shows that that I never got to. Uh, and then um, if y'all got some new ones out there, uh, someone told me about a show called The Industry. So. I'm gonna check that one out and uh, see how that goes. Oh, I wonder yeah. if that's somebody was me, <laughs> right? I'm like, yeah, because I mean, I have full coverage of season two of Industry on the channel, so yeah, yeah, and <laughs> in, in, Industry is definitely dope. Um, I so I I think it's room for a few like uh, snowfall type shows or drug hood adjacent shows i mean i i i can't put uh snowfall above the wire to me but somebody i wish i saved a tweet someone did a tweet and it was talking about just the comparison of the two and the two what uh the two shows between snowfall and the wire yeah the snowfall and the wire and their tweet wasn't necessarily talking about comparing one or the other who was better, but what they did say, which I, I agree was like for snowfall, like chronologically before the wire, they made snowfall seem more recent be- with the production. Like the, like, like the, like the wire just seemed old and it seems dated. But I feel like you can watch Snowfall at any point in the next 10 years and it seems more recent than The Wire. Is that being presented as a good thing or a bad thing? No, I think it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a plus okay. for the, for the, for Snowfall. Like, oh, okay. it's it just just the production of it. I don't, you know, it just seems, it's, it, it, like, I don't know, Snowfall has like a date. I'm sorry, Snowfall, excuse me. The Wire has like a dated feel. Although I I love the show, but just the production of it has like a dated feel versus Snowfall doesn't seem as dated. And it was actually chronologically chronologically before The Wire, as far as the time, the timing and and, and, in history or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, Like, um, I think the uh, I'm sorry, you have something else? No, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I I think. um, So 
I don't. I I I don't say obviously. I want to make it sound like I'm shitting on it. I I I don't give it an A plus. Um, but I do think like like now that I'm now that it's been a while since it's ended a couple of weeks or whatever. And now that I'm detached from it and I don't have to tie any emotion to it, I do still feel like overall Snowfall was a pretty strong success and probably was a lot better than a lot of people expected it to be or gave it credit for. And I would say like season five, like like Baylor said, everything Baylor said about season five, that's where I stand. Um, I feel I feel like season five season five is the only the show's only bad. I don't want to say bad, but not good season, uh, which is fine. But like, I don't think you can have a close to bad season and get an A plus. Well, you definitely can't get an A plus with a bad season. But um, that's obviously not a bad season to him. Uh, I would still probably give it an A, like just but like a regular A. Because yeah, I think I'm, that I'm fine with that too. Yeah, season five. I, I don't think season five was bad enough to damage the whole overall picture, and I think that they made up for it so well with season six. And to his point about uh, ending the show, there are very few shows dramas that end well. Like they almost always disappoint. No matter how good the show has been, they almost always disappoint. Very few stick the landing. I think this show definitely stuck the landing. I thought the finale was a great episode. I still feel that way now, weeks later. And I thought season six was a very strong season. Like, I would give season six an A. Like, not an A+. I would give season four an A+. Season six, I would still give an A. And I, 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 I think very highly of Snowfall. Not as highly as Baylor does, but very highly of Snowfall. And I think the only reason I think probably for the difference in how I feel versus how Baylor feels about it is that there are just aspects of, of, of television shows that I value in a way that might make that show better to me. So like my benchmark for a plus is probably entirely different than his benchmark for a plus. Um, But I still think that snowfall was a success. Like I, I'm going to look back on snowfall. Like, yep, that's a show that did it right. And there's not too many shows. You can say that about a lot of them. Fuck up the end. Dexter fucked up the last fucking like three, four, five seasons. Yeah. <laughs> like Dexter started off great. I think Dexter probably had possibly had more bad seasons than good seasons. Um, You know, uh, uh, uh breaking bad. Did it knocked out all five Uh, breaking bads and a plus like, you know, it, there's some that do it, some that don't, but like I, I feel like Snowfall, by and large, they did it. They they it was a success. And I don't think not not too many shows can say that nowadays. And I think that's even more press impressive nowadays because the the bar for television is so goddamn high that like if you are a show that's good and you did your whole run and it's solid and it's like, yo, you knocked it out in this age. Yeah, you really did a good job. So yeah, shout out to them, man, and, and especially shout out to them for for knocking it out after having one of the best seasons, right after having the worst season. Like that's that's impressive too. And then also shout out to them actors, man. Like, man. Yeah, everybody. I I will say, you know, it was 
I think the acting you had a, a I guess a greater concentration of like solid actors in the, in Snowfall. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I think every every everybody knocked it out. I don't think there was. I mean, there there wasn't a lot of people that you say were just terrible acting in Snowfall. I think they just really knocked it out. And that could I didn't just, see you know, any. I, there was not a sing. I didn't see a single person. No, I thought every no. person, every person that was on that show. I think did a great not not just like oh 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 they did good. I think every person who was a major character at some point at any point did a great job. Like I thought everybody was great. And I mean from like not just like Franklin and and Louis and Jerome like the niggas at the top. I'm talking about like Man Boy. Oh, I was he was say, great. Scully, boy, was, Scully was Scully was fucking great. Uh Leon absolutely fucking incredible. Uh like like ev uh, even fucking my man um uh, in the projects, uh, Dion, uh, Big D, yeah. even his role, he was great in that role. Einstein was great in his I, role. I they about, brought him on. Remember like everybody yeah. was so everybody they brought on was so fucking good in just being like believable as that type of nigga. Like, right. and, and, and that's right, like that's right. really like the biggest compliment that I could give you. Like, as a black man talking about your black show, like that was authentically that felt so fucking authentic, dog. Like. That felt authentically black. It felt authentically LA. It felt authentically 80s. Like everything, dog. Like they really crushed a lot of shit that they do not get credit for. Like the I really the only the only knock I have against it is season five. Yeah. And and, and it's funny, like the season five had the lion. I mean the tiger, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, I, and I'm you know, I understand it. And I and I, you know, understand that it was, you know, a part of a true story or whatever, but it just came off cheesy. Like, I just feel like they could have, I don't know what the real story was, but it just came off really cheesy. But I've so, I've so far looked over the whole Tiger thing because, you know, this season, of course, being the last season, you know, worked out well. So I didn't really, I don't really give too much fucks about the whole Tiger thing and how maybe bad I thought it was. But yeah, everybody, to your point, everybody knocked out their roles. Um, so, you know, and that was the thing. It was so many, in a wire, it was just so many fucking people you know, in that show, um, it, you know, you had bad acting, you had, you know, whatever it's at some point of it, you know, still a great show, but you know, yeah, the, so far they knocked it out and they'll definitely be on my, uh, Mount Rushmore of black shows, you know? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. I have no corners with that. Oh, and shout out, uh, shame on me. Shout out, uh, the dudes that played Teddy and Gustavo. Like, same for them. Fucking incredible. Shit, Teddy, like, it, Gustavo. Teddy was a fucking scumbag. And, but yeah. that, that actor did a great job playing that role. He was awesome. Uh, I didn't even like Gustavo. I remember, I remember season one, my complaint, my biggest complaint about season one was everything Gustavo and, and Teddy and what Reed or whatever he was being called at the time. Like, like everything. And that girl, Lucia, I hated all that shit in season one. Dog. I was like, don't give me none of that. Gustavo, one of my favorite characters by the end of the shit, man. Loved him. I, and, and Teddy shit became interesting as the show moved on. Like, I felt like the show, like now that I'm thinking about it, the show fixed a lot of its mistakes that it was making early on. Like a lot yeah. of shows don't do that, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> I think I would have felt less about this, the f finale or uh, the last season finale specifically, if they didn't bring back peaches, like, I felt like that was a great ending to peaches. Um, mm -hmm. And just bringing him back. Like, you know, I think they, they cleared up shit. Like we always, we, we obviously wondered what the fuck happened with Alton. 
we obviously wanted what the fuck happened with Peaches. You know what I'm saying? Um, and bringing those back, those cross things off my list. Of, okay, y'all, y'all, we figured it out now. So, we, you know, you don't have to, you you couldn't, in, I don't think in good faith they could have end, ended the, the season, the series without addressing Alton and Peaches. I would have still been pissed about that. <laughs> like, y'all yeah, gotta and, say something about these motherfuckers. And to Baylor's point about <clears throat> season five, my issue, my primary issue with season five wasn't the tiger specifically. No, the tiger. I did hate the tiger, but the tiger was like, it was that the tiger was the thing where like, if you already like, say you having a bad day, right. And everything is just going wrong. Like important shit, like your car breakdown, you late for work. Uh, you get to work, you spill coffee on your white shirt. Every day, everything's going shitty. And you have a badass day. And then at the end of the day, you get home and something stupid happens. And like you drop a spoon on the floor and you're like, fuck, and then you like lose it because all the other shit that happened before dropping the spoon on the floor. That was the tiger. Like I was already mm. pissed off about a bunch of other shit. Don't put this fucking tiger running around L.A. <laughs> in this goddamn show. And Bruh. then like and then that same episode, they had the whole thing where like the tiger ended up like out in the streets. But that didn't make sense because when they escaped, Gustavo closed the door back. And I, I remember specifically rewinding it to watch it again before I did the video because I'm like, I feel like Gustavo closed the door, closed the cage door back. And I watched it again. He did close the fucking door back. So I'm like, the tiger shouldn't even got out in the first place. Right. <laughs> so shouldn't like, even been out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Based so like by that point, it was kind of like, okay, I'm already irritated by, I don't like what you've done with Peaches this season. I don't like uh, how I feel like the Alton shit is still up in the air and being unaddressed. And now you got sloppy shit. Like now the tiger's running around after you had a character just close the cage. And that like, so it was like one of those things where it's like, you already been fucking up and now this is just sloppy and dumb. So like, that was what, <laughs> what made the tiger thing more, I think pronounced, at least from my perspective, uh, than it really was like on its own. But like that season's problems were not, it wasn't like, oh, there was a tiger. Like, no, there was all kinds of things that I felt like they were doing wrong as far as just like how they were telling the story and just all kinds of shit. Like, I, I don't remember everything, but shit, it's documented. Go watch it. My complaints are well documented, but like, and I stand by them. So like, those were the reasons that I didn't like season five. So like, you know, it's again, it's subjective. Obviously season five wasn't the problem for him that it was for me, but Again, at the end of the day, I have all praise for that show aside from that. Like some of the praise that I've heaped just talking about it right now is stuff that I've never said about. Like, I don't recall ever saying that a show fixed its mistakes as it progressed. I don't know if I've ever thought that thought in life. So, like, I'm, I'm giving Snowfall props that I've never given out before. So it's like, yeah, season five, not a fan. But like it did so much other stuff great and that it doesn't get credit for. And I think it's wildly underrated and undervalued. And I, I don't know. I hope it finds value. Like, I don't know. Like, I, like if it's like ends up on like Netflix or something and like Netflix promotes it or something and then people watch it on Netflix, like that happens with shows sometimes. Like they, they kind of get a new life once they hit like Netflix or something like that and people discover it and watch it. And like, you know, right now people probably aren't checking for something that airs on FX at 10 p.m. on Wednesday. <laughs> it's, just, it's just getting missed. So I don't know. I hope yeah. people, I hope more people see it. Yeah, that's the small thing. And, you know, just to close on that, the small things that, you know, may have had issues with didn't diminish the show at all for me. It's definitely one of my favorite shows in a long time. So yeah, it's definitely high on my list. Very high on my list. 
Yeah, it so. it it, uh, it will uh it will appear in my uh twenty my twenty twenty three year end video that I'm I, I will I will be doing in January twenty twenty four. It it snowfall will be discussed. Yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely high on my shit. Super high. Um, and 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 I don't have to discuss it much, but yeah, uh, Baylor, uh, BMF is pretty corny, so yeah, no, <laughs> I don't have much to add to that. Yeah, it's just oh, well, it, shit, it, I'm not even gonna start it then. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I never thought you would really like it anyway, though, but it does have like it, it has like that, and and I don't want to call it power corny to me. I don't never, I never really care for power, but I know a lot of people watch it and enjoy it, but it just, I don't know, it doesn't. It doesn't stick like a uh, a uh, uh, wire, the wire, or sticks like uh like snowfall. It's definitely below those two. And I don't even know at some point, you know, the the Homer in me just love just the, the the local references. Just learn learn a little more about some shit that happened here. But it's, I guess, Corny's probably called it is bad. But it's just I don't know. I don't think it'll resonate well with you. Um, so. Yeah, I don't have time to be taking those risks. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I put out seven videos in the last forty-eight hours. I don't have time to be watching something that <laughs> that's likely me. <mid. laughs> yeah, it, it's. I don't think it's gonna resonate well, so I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even fully suggest it. So, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, you got anything else before we close? Nah, we can close up and save my little dusty little topics for next week. All right, yeah, we add those to the next week list, and uh, we'll hopefully see y'all next week. Peace. Yep. Peace.